guys. Welcome back to the Here to Evolve podcast. My name is Alessandra and in this week's episode I am doing a solo show. So I wanted to do this for a while um, but basically we're going to discuss all things pregnancy, postpartum and I'm just going to kind of talk to you about my personal pregnancy and postpartum journey. Um, I threw up a post yesterday but I am one year postpartum, so Kai just turned one a couple weeks ago now, and I feel like I'm finally ready to just discuss everything about pregnancy and about our early postpartum life and where we're at now. So I kind of wanted to do this on my own just because there's a lot I did want to talk about with you all, um, and there wasn't too much for Josh to um, kind of chime in on, I guess, for this one. So Let's start by just kind of talking about pregnancy. And I think that in at least the world of social media, pregnancy is seen as this like glowy, beautiful baby bump, butterflies and rainbows, (laughs) sunshiny thing. And that's kind of what I envisioned it as. And I'm not saying it wasn't that at all, but I am saying that it wasn't as amazing and wonderful and magical as I thought that it would be. Now, I don't want to sound ungrateful. I know that many women struggle to even get pregnant, so I'm not trying to, you know, sound ungrateful at all. But I think that it's important to talk about this because every time that I do on Instagram um, or just, you know, even in person with people, I realize that so many other women do feel this way. So, I just wanted to kind of throw out that disclaimer right off the bat that this is just my experience. These are all of my personal feelings about pregnancy and about postpartum. Obviously, everybody is different and I don't want to like scare you guys away from (laughs) wanting to get pregnant or any of that. I overall had a pretty good pregnancy. No major, you know, symptoms, nothing major happened. But I think for me, I just know how good my body can personally feel not pregnant. So... Once I got pregnant, it was almost like I was just, I don't know, the first trimester you're just so fatigued and tired. I was napping almost every day and I just could not catch up no matter how much sleep that I got. And that was kind of a big, it was a big impact to my life because I'm usually the type of person that is very, very go, go, go. I'm constantly doing something, constantly working, especially at that time before we had a baby, obviously. Um, You know, I was kind of a workaholic. I would lay out my entire day and plan things. And when you get pregnant, a lot of women in that first trimester just experience, obviously, both nausea and fatigue. Luckily for me, I didn't ever like get super sick. I never threw up or anything like that. But I do remember feeling nauseous at night, which I thought was weird. So it just goes to show that we're all different. Every pregnancy is different. Every woman responds to pregnancy different. Sometimes women have different pregnancies with different kids and feel totally different. So again, throwing that disclaimer out there. But for me, you know, the first trimester of this pregnancy was rough. And I feel like once I did hit that second trimester, um, it kind of brought a new roughness and then the same thing for the third and we'll kind of go through each one. Um, So as I'm talking you guys through my own pregnancy, I'm also going to 
throw some tips in there for you because obviously I'm a pre and postnatal coach. I'm certified through the Girls Gone Strong, which is something that I did actually during my second and third trimesters of pregnancy. <laughs> um, and it was honestly the best thing I could have done, not only just for me, but just because I've been able to help so many of our clients, you know, work through their pregnancies, work out through their pregnancies, make them feel more at ease and confident in their ever-changing bodies because we know that is a big, 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 big struggle for a lot of women too is seeing their body change. So I would say that first trimester, for me, you're kind of just in this like limbo slash new stage of life. So yes, I was super fatigued. Yes, I was really tired all the time. I was taking naps. Um, Cal was taking naps with me. And I just felt like I got hit by a bus almost. And I know a lot of women have it worse with actually vomiting and throwing up and feeling sick and not feeling like they can eat normal. And I by no means was eating normal at this time either. A lot of people ask me like, how did you, you know, keep your protein intake high? How did you eat any vegetables or stick to your normal foods in that first trimester? And to be quite honest, I didn't. But I found it better to embrace just how I was feeling. So on the days that I could get those normal meals in or get those veggies in or get that protein in, I really just embraced the moment. So when I was feeling it, I ate it. If I wasn't feeling something, which most, more often than not, it was the protein that was kind of bothering me. Like chicken, I didn't want to cook anything. Um, It kind of just grossed me out. So I got away from all of that, did the best. Um, I ate a lot of eggs and things like that, but I didn't really obsess about food in that first trimester. And if you guys have been following me for a while, you might remember right before I got pregnant, which nobody knew we were even trying at that point or thinking about it, um, I kind of stopped tracking macros for that phase of my life and just was mind fully eating. So that's something that we teach our clients to do. So once they reach their initial goals, We help them transition to more of a mindful approach to eating, so not necessarily counting macros, not necessarily tracking every gram of food that they eat, but we're helping them, you know, figure out how to make good choices with their nutrition that fuels their workouts, that fuels their energy levels throughout the day, and ultimately just makes them feel best. So that's kind of what I was doing. So as I transitioned into that first trimester, I already wasn't tracking, so I wasn't being obsessive about trying to hit certain numbers or anything. I was really just tuning into my body and listening to what my body needed. So it was obviously going through a lot of change at that point. I remember feeling very bloated every day. Um, Digestion was a little bit wonky. I definitely had some cravings for like things like, I don't know, mac and cheese, grilled cheese. I think cheese was like my big pregnancy craving throughout the entire thing, but I remember in that first trimester... I would be nauseous at night, but at the same time, I would be hungry, so I would want, like, all the carbs, and at that point, just eat what feels good for your body. That's my biggest piece of advice for the first trimester. Yes, there are some people out there who can and will track macros, um, which is fine, but ultimately, you have to do what's going to work best for you and make you the least stressed as possible, so whatever that is for you, figure it out, but... You don't have to track macros unless you want to and just really listen to what your body's asking from you. So your body, our bodies are really smart. They're going to tell us exactly what 
they need. And in that moment, <laughs> my body needed the carbs. So I leaned into the carbs. I took a lot of naps. It was fine. I'm obviously, you know, I came out of pregnancy on the other side of it perfectly healthy and perfectly fine. So just a reminder, you're going through a lot of changes at this point. Emotions are high. Hormones are all over the place. So first trimester, the main goal on the nutrition side of things is to just give yourself grace Eat a balanced meal when you can, get those veggies in when you can, and just do your best because that's all that matters right now. Um, On the training side of things for the first trimester, obviously because I was taking more naps and sleeping a little bit more, I was not as consistent with my training, I would say, compared to the second and third trimesters. Um, But I will say I was still prioritizing movement. So even though I wasn't really sticking to a solid program per se I was still lifting when I could I would say I was averaging about two to three lifting sessions per week at that time and then on the days that I wasn't lifting I would just take Cal for a walk or I would get outside and go for a walk so know that too you have to be flexible with your training at this point especially if you aren't feeling good and you're really nauseous and sick and can't keep anything down so catering your training to how you feel throughout pregnancy is important, but especially in this first trimester. Um, And honestly, some of you might not even know that you're pregnant until weeks four through eight or even later than that. So pregnancy technically starts at the first date of your last period. And I know this is kind of confusing. (laughs) Um, So even though you're not technically pregnant at that point, you are just finishing up your last period. That's technically when they start Um, counting it as the beginning of your pregnancy if you get pregnant that following month. So once conception happens, then obviously you're growing the the baby. But some common changes in the first trimester include that fatigue, nausea, forgetfulness, mood swings, um, and just the acceptance that you and your body are about to go through some pretty big changes together. So from a mindset perspective, a lot is going on as well. So You really have to give yourself grace. Our main mission in that first trimester, and I tell this to clients all the time, is to continue to stay active, presuming that you don't have any contraindications to exercise. So as long as your doctor says you're fine to continue exercising, which for most people, it will be totally fine, um, your main goal during the first 1 to 13 weeks are to stay active through that fatigue you may be experiencing. And... For me, personally, on the days that I was really a couch potato and really didn't move, because let's be honest, there were days, I just felt so much worse. So even just getting up and going out for a 20-minute walk um, or just, you know, cleaning my house or just trying to move in some way, that always made me more energized. So I know rest is important. I'm not saying don't rest. Um, but if you can just kind of get out and do something, at least for a little bit, you're going to feel a little bit better, both mentally and physically. Um, and then obviously, of course, we want to improve your overall health without overstressing your body. So, you know, start focusing on things like your posture, your alignment. You can do some light pelvic floor work and breathing. Um, you don't have to go crazy unless you're feeling great and you just want to keep on training like normal. That's fine too. So it all comes back around to just listening to your body, listening to your body during this new stage of pregnancy and figuring out what that best method is going to be for you moving forward. So getting into the second trimester, this I feel like is a turning point 
for a lot of women and myself included. You start to feel a little bit more like your old self, quote unquote. You're seeing improvements in fatigue and nausea. Um, It's really common for that to kind of subside at this time. Some people obviously still have that, but it just kind of depends on what's going on for your body. But the biggest thing that sticks out to me what I tell my clients about the second trimester is just to remind yourself that every pregnancy is different and you're going to go at your own rate for everything, including training, including nutrition. So for the training side of things, at this point, I was kind of getting back in the swing of a normal program. Um, This is when I started taking my Girls Gone Strong pre and postnatal course. So I was learning a lot about, you know, what to incorporate in my training for pregnancy, what to kind of stay away from. I have a whole post on that on Instagram. If you guys want to go check that out, I will link it in the show notes. But basically during this time, you are experiencing things like maybe round ligament pain, um, your ligaments are stretching, and your uterus is growing, your boobs are probably getting bigger. So all of these actual physical changes are starting to happen. And because of that, you might be feeling, you know, aches and pains or more soreness or just not feeling right as far as workouts go and movements go just because all of these these little tiny things inside of you are adjusting and starting to get ready for this baby to grow. So during the second trimester, your goal with training should be to reduce the incidence of any like low back pain, um, you know, really strengthening your core, making sure that you're doing that proper breathing and proper core work. So at this point, you're probably going to want to stay away from any um, like spinal flexion. So anything like a crunch or a sit up, just because that places a lot of extra intra-abdominal pressure, um, which is something we want to stay away from. So learning to implement core exercises to allow you to still train your core, but not increase that pressure is the goal here, as well as continuing to maintain or even slightly gain some strength. Even though you're pregnant, you're not... um, what do I like to say? I like to say we're pregnant, we're not dying. So you can still work out. You can still work out fairly hard. Um, But at this point and throughout your pregnancy, you just want to make sure that you're abiding by the talk test. And what I mean by that is essentially if you are so out of breath from either your cardio or your lifting that you can't hold a conversation without you know huffing and puffing and can't catch your breath then you're probably doing a little bit too much or going a little bit too hard so that's kind of the gauge that I used and that I now use with my pregnant clients to determine if we're progressing training and strength and endurance at a good rate for this pregnancy so that's kind of something that you can kind of gauge for yourself and test yourself on as you go through the second and third trimesters and it's funny because during pregnancy I don't know if any of you guys listening went through this too but I was always so out of breath even just from like going for a basic walk and I was like oh my god is my body going to stay like this forever like I was freaking out but it's just because all of your organs are shifting your diaphragm gets a little bit squished especially as the baby starts to grow so totally normal you do go back to normal breathing postpartum I will tell you that in hindsight um but it was just funny to me because I felt like I was always out of breath (laughs) so as always listen to your body if something feels off or painful or just doesn't feel right 
really stay mindful and listen because that's going to be a sign that maybe you shouldn't be doing that movement or that type of training or whatever it is. So really being cognizant of how your body is responding to each individual movement and each individual session is really important. All right, getting into the third trimester. So I would say this is really when my belly got big and I got uncomfortable physically. But at this time, I was also feeling mo- like most like myself from pre-pregnancy, if that makes any sense at all. Um, I would say mentally and for the most part physically, like even in training, yes, I had to work around a belly, but overall I felt pretty good. I felt strong. Um, my form was good. I wasn't experiencing any weird aches and pains. Um, and overall, it was just a really solid third trimester for me. But obviously, this is when your physical size changes the most. So you'll not only have a belly to work around during your training, but you'll be experiencing more movements from your baby. You might be feeling kicks um, or like pain in your ribs from them kicking you. I remember all of these things like it was yesterday. But as you get closer to your due date, the goal with training is to just keep yourself moving. So minimize any discomfort. Pay attention to those movements that cause it. Start preparing for birth. Um, And, you know, in reality, you're essentially preparing for birth throughout your pregnancy if you've continued to exercise. So exercise has been directly shown, especially strength work and core work, to impact birth in a positive way. Um, It allows you to have a better endurance level to get through either a long labor or birth experience and you'll know how to bear down or push and activate those core muscles which will help push the baby out faster. So I'm a I'm all in for training during pregnancy. It's something that I'm really passionate about. Um, a lot of the guidelines now do support both strength work and, you know, regular exercise unless like I said earlier there's those contraindic- contraindications or your doctor says that you don't or shouldn't exercise, obviously listen to your doctor. Um, But there's so many benefits to staying moving and exercising regularly throughout your pregnancy. And it's something that looking back on my pregnancy, I'm really proud and happy that I was able to continue doing that, even though it wasn't necessarily as intense or the same style of training that I was used to from before. So, you know, in hindsight, movement is movement. And I think overall, it allowed me to have the best pregnancy I possibly could have, but also the best postpartum experience that I possibly could have. So before I jump into postpartum, um, you know, one of the things that I think most women struggle with when they get pregnant is seeing their body change and seeing the scale go up drastically for once. So what I tell my clients is... Obviously, don't weigh yourself at home if it's something that bothers you, but also keep in mind that it's not just the baby that's contributing to that weight. Your blood volume increases, water levels are shifting, hormones are shifting, so all of these things can impact what the scale is reading. As a lot of our clients know, biofeedback is different, your sleep might be off, stress might be higher, energy levels obviously are tanked for a lot of pregnancy, so you kind of have to factor in all of these things when you're looking at those increases on the scale. And I know it can be depressing or frustrating to see the scale jump five pounds one week and then maybe not do anything or maybe, you know, it's jumping a lot more than you expected. But 
this all comes back around to you really can't have any expectations of what your body is going to do based on what someone else's body did during pregnancy. So your mom, your sister, your coworker, your cousin could be telling you all of the things and you kind of just have to listen and smile and nod and take it in um, or you can completely just tell them to F off. <laughs> but your body is your body and it's going to respond to pregnancy differently. So if anything is concerning to you, obviously take it to your doctor. But in in more ways than one, your journey here is going to be super individual and something that, you know, is going to look so different compared to your friends or maybe compared to your last pregnancy. So just keep in mind that, you know, the scale, all of these things aren't anything to be stressed over. And I also really encourage my clients to be open with their doctor. So if seeing the scale go up is something that really, you know, makes you anxious or stressed out, weigh yourself facing away from the scale and kind of have them write a note in your file or in your folder not to share that weight with you. It's something that most doctors will abide by if you are just open with them about. Um, So just know that that's an option too. You can ask to not know what that number is unless they need to talk to you about it. So just keep in mind that all of these changes that are occurring are for a healthy growing baby and to kind of just keep the bigger picture in mind. Yes, your body's going to change. Yes, your weight's going to go up. um, But that postpartum journey can be really overwhelming and sounds scary at first, but it was honestly one of the most humbling and it, it was just an experience that I'm really glad I went through. And as much as I didn't enjoy pregnancy, I actually really enjoyed postpartum, surprisingly. So we will get into that side of things now. Um, I think that postpartum, well, for those of you who don't know, um, first things first, I did end up having a C-section with Kai. It was not emergent, but it also obviously was not planned. Um, I ended up laboring for like, I think it was 15 or 16 hours, I want to say, and, you know, got the epidural, did all the things, tried the laughing or whatever that was. I think it was laughing gas and nothing was really helping with my contractions, but also nothing was helping me speed up the process, um, for lack of better terms there. So we ended up having to have a c-section kai was under a little bit of stress his heart rate kept coming up so we did a c-section and that was kind of defeating for me so early postpartum i feel like you know that i'm talking like the day after the week after i just felt so i was almost in shock kind of i it was i was traumatized i was like even talking about it now i still kind of get like nervous and anxious about it. It was very traumatic um, just going through the labor that I had and there's a whole YouTube video of my whole labor experience that I talked about. I filmed it right after so you guys can go listen to that if you want to know the details Um, and it was a rough recovery for a few weeks there just because Obviously, you have this new tiny human in your life. Your whole life is flipped upside down. But also, just having that incision was like, oh, it was rough. So, like, even sitting up out of bed, like, I need Josh's help to get up. And it was was something I wasn't really mentally prepared for, which is probably, looking back now, where I went wrong. I should have prepared for that option a little bit better. Um, But I will say... 
I'm obviously so glad we went that route for the reason that it got me my healthy baby, but it also just taught me to really stay patient and really look at the bigger picture. So as a background, you guys know I've done bodybuilding, I've done powerlifting, I've always had some kind of fitness goal. So when I had Kai and when I went through early postpartum days, you're obviously not working out and I kind of just felt lost and foggy and like just not myself for probably the first month, maybe six weeks, maybe a little bit longer. Um, Not myself mentally, obviously physically too, things were different, but I was just so happy to not be pregnant at that point. So the physical things aside, like mentally, I just was, I felt off. And I know that's very common. A lot of women go through those feelings. Um, But I think looking at it now, I'm really glad that I did because it kind of forced me to really slow down and be mindful and, you know, really focus on taking care of my baby first, taking care of myself in different ways than just by focusing on my body. So obviously I didn't start training again until the six week mark when I was cleared. Um, My doctor said everything was fine. So I eased back into lifting very, very slowly. And that right there is one of the mistakes that I see far too often is women just jumping back into training, whether it be running or lifting or whatever they were doing before and feeling like they should be you know, trying to lose all this baby weight and trying to get back to their old self. And I feel like six weeks is just way too soon. Just knowing all of the changes that your body goes through, um, you kind of have to remind yourself that, yeah, you had the baby, but you may be recovering with an incision if you had a C-section or you may be having pelvic floor issues if you had a, a vaginal birth. And there are so many other factors contributing to how you're feeling right now. Your rib cage is still out of alignment. Your hips are probably still feeling wider than usual everything is still kind of off internally and you really have to give yourself time for all of that to settle back in before you jump back into training because then you risk things like extending how long you're bleeding or you know tearing open your incision again or pelvic floor prolapse or there's so many other factors that can happen if you jump into training too soon Um, but not only that on the mindset side of things we're we live in a society where we feel like we need to get our pre-baby body back. And I could not agree with that. I mean, I could not disagree with that more. I just feel like, you know, we've, we never lost our pre-baby body. It's just evolved into the current phase of life that we're in. So learning to not only accept that your body just did a freaking miraculous thing, but also accept the fact that it's okay if your body looks different than it did before. You can have the power to improve your body, get stronger, improve your body composition if you want to, lose the body fat if you want to, but there is no need to rush it. I think that, you know, we really have to embrace being happy without it relating to what our external body looks like, and that was the biggest lesson that postpartum taught me that I didn't know I needed. So if you guys have been following me, you know that I always talk about self-love and appreciating your body. And I'm not saying I ever didn't love my body or I didn't ever appreciate it, but I appreciate it so much more now that it's gone through pregnancy and postpartum than I did before. So I kind of just want to remind you to have that perspective of embracing what life looks like right now. Don't rush back into training Do it the smart way. Your body will thank you so much more and you will actually progress so much faster 
if you ease into it the right way and and if you don't rush it. So I want to close off on that note. I know this was kind of a very generalized podcast about both pregnancy and postpartum, but hopefully you guys learned something from it. I will go into more detail on certain topics within this, or maybe I'll even do a full um, labor and delivery recap on the podcast for those who are interested. I know that when I was pregnant, I like to listen to that as well. Um, so let me, let me know what you guys want to see. You can always DM me on Instagram or, you know, leave a review or comment on here on the show notes and just let us know because pregnancy and postpartum changed my life in a huge way. Obviously it gave us the best gift of Kai, but it also just, it made me so much more appreciative of what my body can do and especially how much it can change and evolve over time throughout pregnancy, and then again postpartum, like the human body, the female human body is wild. So I'm going to leave you guys with that. Follow me on Instagram at Alessandra Skutnik. Again, you can DM me anytime, and I will catch you in next week's episode with Josh. He'll be back, don't worry, and I hope you guys have a great rest of this week.